0: Turn with me to Genesis 1 1 to 3. Genesis 1, going back to the book of beginnings. Here in Genesis 1, it says this In the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, and God Said. Need no go further, but God said. If you're taking notes or following us on YouVersion, uh, the title of today's message is Faith Flips the Script. Faith Flips the Script. Jesus, Lord, baptize us in the revelation of your Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Faith flips the script. Do I have any movie lovers in the house? Raise your hand if you're a movie lover. In the 8 a.m. service, it was like 10 hands went up. It was like, what y'all doing, just reading books? But movies... I love my books. I love my books. But uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know if you uh, watch on Prime recently, but there's a, uh, one of the worst uh, ads that we ever saw for a movie. It's a ripoff of Jurassic Park, and it's like Z-grade animation. And I'm like, how did that possibly end up on Prime? That I don't, I don't understand. But each movie has a script. The script is the written text of the story. And uh, one of my favorite movies, if you guys want to know, if you truly want to look into the heart of Aaron Lucas, my favorite all time movie, you guys ready for this? Is Back to the Future. Yeah. Marty McFly, Biff, Doc, Einstein. I love Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. And so when Beck and I first married, uh, well, you know, it was two weeks into our marriage, and we were talking about movies. And all of a sudden, she literally goes, No, I've never seen Back to the Future. It was like, it was like the most horrible thing that could ever come out of her mouth. And I'm like, no, 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 we gotta change this. This is the the trajectory of this marriage needs to start right. And so on Friday night, we're gonna binge watch. I don't care if we don't sleep, we're gonna binge watch Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. And if you've seen those movies, there is a moment in the movie where everything is going uh, not so good. It's, 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 It's not in the right place, it's not in order. And there's a moment where everything is flipped the script is flipped and everything is put back into order. Everything is put back into a place of flourishing and everything is put back into a place of the way it was designed and should be. In Genesis one, God begins to articulate the design, writing the script, the story that he uh, conjured up the script for humanity, the heavens of the earth, the vastness of the universe and throughout the, the Bible you see little deposits in David in Psalm 139 and 16 says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. What does that mean? It means that God has written a script for your story. There is a perfect story. There is a, a, a kingdom willed story. There is a triumphant story. There is a story that that, that goes from victory to victory. Not that there's trials and hardships and valleys, but there's a story that everybody wants to go to the movies and see. Everybody wants to be a witness of this story that the God Almighty took the time to articulate, strategize, and design and put forth into motion by breathing life into you. See, there's a script that everything in this world that is not of God wants to come against and rewrite that script. Growing up in poverty, poverty wanted to rewrite my script. Growing up and seeing, I mean, I was watching rated R movies, Conan and the Barbarian, at the age of five. It was rewriting the script, witnessing pornography at the age of 11, rewriting the script. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, witness to social media and the temptation and the pull and the, and the fact that we have detox centers for social media uh, users is the fact that reality is, is it's a pull to rewrite uh, your script. Abortion, we want to rewrite the script of the next generation. Human trafficking, racism. You see, the devil will try to do everything to rewrite your script. Everything to take you out of alignment with God's purpose for your life to put you in a place where you see life circumstances and life circumstances create an internal conversation. That internal conversation, if not dealt with, that internal conversation, if that that war, that tug of war in your heart, if not dealt with, by the power of God, by the name of Jesus, by the blood of our Savior, that internal script can start to write the next 10 years of your life. That sense that when I was born to the age of 20, for 20 years, Divorce had a written internal script inside of my heart. A root of rejection that my mom was divorced twice and my dad was divorced three times. The sense that there was a, there was a sense of rejection and I was not wanted until that moment where Jesus flipped the script. You see, there is a conversation that is happening within you that we need to focus on. That God, if he's to flip the script in your life and bring our lives into a place of alignment with what he is doing on this earth, what he wants to do in your marriage, what he wants to do amongst your kids, in your household, there has to be an inside job that only the Holy Spirit can do. There has to be an inside job that only we, not the people around you, they can encourage it, they can pray for it, but it is by the power of the spirits, that something is transformed inside of you, that his script that he laid out at the very beginning of time begins to outwork itself in your life. I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some people today. Are you ready for the script that God has, has prophesied over your life to start outworking itself? Are you ready to step in the dreams and the plans and the purposes? Are you ready to, to touch the, the, the tangible supernatural and start to, to allow God to lead you into a place to walk out the script that was written for your life. See Moses, like a lot of people, Moses grew up, his parents had to give him away and didn't know his real mom and dad and they grew up in the palace, the Egyptian palace and then uh, ended up taking some man's life and then went on a run and for 40 years was running against God's assignment for his life. But God chased him down and in a burning bush moment God spoke to him and started to articulate what was about to take place. He started to unfold the script. He started to share with Moses, this is what I want you to do. This is my plan for the Israelites. For so many hundreds of years, the word has not been spoken. It has not been prophesied. But I'm here in this moment to tell you, you are the man on the mission. I'm gonna use you for such a time as this. This is your hour. Begin to articulate the script. And so many of us want clarity. God, I, don't, I know that. I just want strategy. I just want clarity. I just want the, what step to take. No, God will always deposit the script before he gives you the strategy. God will always unfold the script, and you and I need to allow ourselves for the script of heaven to flip the circumstance in our life, to see God come forth, because if he can change us on the inside, he can empower us for what's on the outside. If he can change us on the inside, come on, we are in a season where there's a script of revival outworking itself, there is a season where God has has scripted revival over the city of Loveland, over over northern Colorado, that we have been called to usher usher in and assign to bring forth the presence and the praises of our King, to let the good news of the gospel be heard, to let and shout the fame of Jesus Christ. we got to learn to flip the script. You might be facing divorce, but you can flip the script. You might be facing a new change of jobs, but you can flip the script. You're finishing school and you don't know the next direction, you can flip the script. I don't know, God, I just feel hopeless. I'm starting to swim in those murky waters, but God today can flip the script. Are you ready for God to flip the script in your life? Number one is this. In order to flip the script, we need a fresh revelation that God is the creator of all things. Hebrews 11:6 six says this, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Necessarily believe that God exists. In the beginning, God. Ever say God. In the beginning, God you got to understand something about our almighty God. You need to have a root deepened in your revelation that God was not created. God was there when the beginning started. He was the author of the first day. He was the architect of all creation and the beginning of time. God does not need to be explained. He doesn't need to spend a whole great deal of time talking about his name Elohim or Yahweh. He just is, he is God, in the beginning God. He is before there was a where or when or that or this. No one told him that he was God, he was just God. Before there was anybody to praise him as God, he was God. He was God before the angels flapped their wings. He was God before the seraphims began to sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. This is the God that we serve. In the beginning, God. Before there was anybody, there was nobody. Nobody elected him. Nobody appointed him. Nobody placed him in a position. He was absolute. And the Bible later tells us in Hebrews that we just read that if we must come and believe that who he announced himself to be, that he is God and that he exists as the only one true God. If you cannot settle that in your heart, then you just need to close the Bible, get on your knees and say, God, I need a greater revelation of who you are. I need to know the God that I'm serving. David makes it clear when he says, from everlasting to everlasting, which speaks of eternity. That means that God lives within eternity, that he is without the the boundaries of time, that he spoke and created time into existence, that you and I are just uh, living in a very slice of the pie of time, the beginning and the end of just a slice, that he is everlasting and he is beautiful, that he cannot change. Come on, God, we have to accept and embrace the fact that God transcends clocks, And calendars and times and lands and centuries and errors of of millennials before us. That our God is not a statue, He is not a historical figure, He is not a God that you carry in a bag or you carry in your purse. Your God is a King of Kings and He's a Lord of Lords. And in the beginning, Moses began to speak of our God. He was who was backed up in the, in the, the corner of time while the earth was covered with mud. There was no light to be seen, no stars to be cast, no sun to shine, and not a shimmering light of a falling star. But God was still God. Before the earth was created, all of the angelic beings created, no one had to acknowledge he was God. No one voted him in. No one voted him out. You need to understand that he is the creator of all things. Every single thing that we look upon, he has created. He doesn't have to prove himself. He doesn't have to validate himself because no man or woman can ever take him to court. The Hebrew word for created is bara, which it means is to make without the aid of a pre-existing substance which means he has no recipe he has no matter he had no materials to work with he created without the aid of pre-existing substance meaning he created out of nothing why because he is god and he is the creator of all things are you hearing me today he didn't need anything behind him or with him, or around him he just created because he's a creator and that's what he does it is no problem for the creator to create what he desires to create Do you have a revelation? That he is the creator of all things. Your job, he is the creator of all things. He unfortunately created Clay Caldwell, but he is the creator of all things. (laughs) He is the creator of all things, and he created your script, your story. And he'll fight for it. He'll fight to see your destiny prevail. He'll, see you, he'll fight to see your, your marriage step into a place. He's fighting for someone in this room that's, that's, that's allowing self-harm in their life. Right now in the name of Jesus, I just whatever heart that is, let love prevail, let love wash. Man, you are forgiven, He loves you, your grace and mercy there. You don't have to self-harm. God is the creator of all things. Number two is this, how you flip the script will determine what you step into. Moses allowed, in this moment of the burning bush, he allowed the internal conversation to vomit out publicly. God, why me? Woe is me. Don't choose me, choose someone else how many of us have had excuses and after excuses after excuses when god wants to flip the script and he allow you to step into destiny but yet we allow those 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 the articulation of the internal conversation that is taking place not allowing the voice of god but moses allowed the voice of god the voice of god you understand is, is perpetual and once, you, once you learn to articulate between the voice, your voice, uh, the, the voice of the devil, and the voice of the world, and, and the voice of God, when, once you begin to articulate that, you realize that his voice is perpetual. So when, God, when people say to me, God is silent, I laugh. God's not silent. It's perpetual. Perpetual means occurring repeatedly. It means as frequent, which seems endless and uninterrupted. His Word is forever creating. His Word is forever not leaving and coming back empty-handed. It is fulfilling what it needs to be fulfilled. So when the beginning, when God said, let there be light, when he spoke things into being, all of a sudden from his mouth, light was formed. From his mouth, laws of electricity, magnetism, gravity, and other things began and to burst into life. God's words have a power that you can't even imagine. We need to understand when we read the word of God with, with flippancy, when we read the word of God with, oh, just, I just need to get through this, I need my good one. Great, I got my good scripture. No, that we, we can't imagine the power of God's word. We are created in that image. So along with his image, we are given his language. Along with his image, we are given a language that, that should make us stop in our tracks. The power of our words, the power of our creation, the power of our declaration, the power that we can either empower the fallen angels, the enemy, darkness, or we can step into a place of empowering the script of heaven the, the purposes of God, stepping to a place that from our lips are rekindling the dreams, restoring hope, engulfing life and faith into our lives. I wonder if you're derailing God's potential in your lives because of the words that are coming out of your mouth. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruits. And Satan knew this in the garden. That's why he went straight after the perversion of language. It was the first thing he distorted because if I can bring in deception, if I can bring in blame, if I can introduce disunity to the creation of God, and isn't that funny how the power of media wants to do the same? The power of media wants to take your eyes off of Jesus and just uh, allow your heart to swim in the murky waters of fear and deception and the brokenness of this world. But see, the perversion we see in our language is just as profound as the perversion that we see in sex. So when we think about complaining, Bill Johnson says, complaining only proves that you can hear the voice of the devil. So go right ahead and complain. Criticism, just judgment, Gossip. When you, when you adhere to these things, come on, we have a move of the Spirit upon us. Don't let the words derail or throw a wet blanket and quench the Holy Spirit because we want to get amongst our friends and gossip. Because we want to get amongst our friends and start to, start to undermine our faith. Because we're now in a place of agreeing with not of, not of God. Psalm 141.3 says, set a guard over your mouth. Lord, keep watch over the door of my lips. Can I say, what you say will determine what you step into. And we think, well, that's just positivity. No, the world has taken the principles of heaven. And let me tell you, when you begin to declare, let me tell you, when you begin to speak out, let me tell you, when you when when the, when you let the redeemed of the Lord say so, when you when you step out and you begin to promise, the promises of God become a, a thing over your life, and you're not allowing worry to, to strip you down and imprison you. Let me tell you, Hebrews one three says this: He who, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and up holding all things by the power of his word. Jesus is the word, right? In the word was the begin in the beginning was the word. So Jesus is the word. He upholds everything. Your chair that you're sitting on is being held up by the power of his word. The plate that you eat off on the table, dinner table is being upheld by the power of his word. And it's the so that just says to you and I, the word is settled. The word cannot be shaken. The word can't be rewritten. The word can't be redone. When tried, the Bible says it's very clear the warning that is upon that person. But God is waiting for a voice. He's waiting for your voice to come into agreement with his word and whoever finds that eats the fruit of it becoming active and alive and constructing the very promise and the power of God. And Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word, So in other words, when you begin to declare, come on, you are commissioning your words that angels are going to grab a hold of that the presence of God and the word that has been established and taking that hold. So when you pray for the present, you are commissioning those words to go forth. Every single day I'm praying. Man, a list of, of, of prayers. Every single day I'm praying for our governor. I'm praying for our state. I'm praying for the, the, the governor. And I'm praying that God, man, you would you surround them with the most crazy Holy Spirit filled men and women of God. Would you just surround them with radical bold people that will speak truth just like John the Baptist. Would you surround them with people that would open the doors of their heart, tear down the walls of the strongholds of the demonic and step into a place of opening their hearts to Come alive with the conviction of the love and the forgiveness of God. Come on. Our words have power to create. Everybody say create. create. How, how much is the world after our children? YouTube kids, YouTube, social media. Uh, transgender, homosexual, everything is is coming against our children. How much more do we have to be aggressive to declare who they are in Christ, what they can dream, what they can achieve, who, can, who they can be. See, God has to write the script in their lives, and as parents, we've been given that to guard that script, guard it with encouragement. My, man, my son and my daughter, you guys are powerhouses for the Lord. You're gonna one day change and shake the nation. You're gonna one day walk in the power power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have the junior spirit, you have the real adult spirit that is alive and well on this earth. And you can do all things through the Christ that you serve. And so many of us want to describe our situations. That's why Facebook is so amazing. I just get to describe my situation. I just get to describe every, every articulate little detail of what I'm going through in my and all of a sudden the vomit just piles up. And, and instead of describing your situation, why don't you use your words to change your situation? You know, Beck and I could have easily responded to the Loveland Reporter Herald, to all those comments. Why? What would it have done? What would it have done? Nothing. It would have just been more weaponizing for the debate. But when, man, as a church, we just continue to do what we've called to do. And we continue to love, we continue to to praise, we continue to pray, we continue to advance, we continue to love and see a, a generation, a city, start to outwork itself in the script of revival. And that's when God comes up incredibly. In the beginning, God. The Heavens and the earth, now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters and God said, number three is this, flip the script, in the power of his presence and with the power of your words. In this passage in Genesis 1, we get two ingredients, his presence, which is his glory, and words. So when we come to a place, we worshiped for 45 minutes today. Sometimes the glory can thicken and the greater glory can come within 10 minutes, sometimes in five, but sometimes we have to press in. Until that moment when we feel, okay, wow, 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 Jesus has just entered the room. And there's a greater glory. We have to get to the back to the place where, where when God says, ask, seek, and knock, it's really a call, an invitation into the Holy of Holies. A place that was purchased through the blood of Jesus, the veil was torn, that you and I now have the ability, doesn't matter who you are, we repent. God, I'm so sorry. I'm cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I now can go into a place of glory. And from that place, I start to pray and decree and declare, the promises of God. It's from that place. A maturity comes when I start not shoving God in the corner to fulfill my menu and my list. He loves your menus. Don't stop praying your menus to God. But he's in the place. It's not what, what we want God to do. Maturity says, what is the Father doing and how can I speak out what the Father is doing? Because Jesus says, only, I only did what I see the Father doing and I only spoke what the Father was saying. Why would he go away all night to pray and seek the father, because he wanted to hear what the father was doing so the next day he could outwork and manifest exactly what he saw the father doing. So he would see in prayer, and the next day he would see a lame man pick up your mat and walk. He would see in prayer, and then all of a sudden uh, spit in the mud, put it into blind eyes, and the blind eyes would be open. Why? Because he saw what the father was doing. The father wants to show you that exact same too. God wants you to live your life in such a way where you wake up, Father God, what are you about to do today? Whose life are you going to uh, bring me across? How are you going to rewrite the script in my life? How are you going to bring forth change to my mom, my dad? See, God is seeking for those that would step into a place of, of God, there's a greater, deeper dimension. and I, w- I want to, I through the power of your presence and through the power of these words, I want to start to create the script of heaven on earth to see this world come to Jesus. So, for instance, I've shared this story before, but years ago when we first moved here, it was in 2015, and we were raising money for the, the church, probably 2016, and uh, I was praying one Saturday night in in my room. And uh, I was praying, and uh, God, I was on my knees, and God started to really illuminate my imagination, and he loves to do that. And I don't know if you, uh, you're that way, but, man, my whole life, the prophetic... Uh, prayer, all that kind of stuff. God just really uses my imagination. And so the first thing he shows me as I'm, I'm praying and I see myself on the platform in the old building and I'm praying and I'm, I'm preaching. And then all of a sudden I see someone touch their right ear and all of a sudden they come up to me after the service in prayer and they tell me that my right ear is opened, it's healed. And then the next service I see uh, God show me this picture of someone that one of the leaders bringing me a bucket of, the, of tithe, and we were just in the middle of finalizing all the funds to get into this building, and he pulls out a check in my prayer, and this check is for 40 grand. And so I, I just, okay, Jesus, I just come into your presence. I see it, and with, with the acknowledgement of faith, I come into agreement with what you just showed me. To the natural mind, that's crazy. What the heck are you doing? But in God and in faith, I was flipping the script flipping the script to allow the perfect will of God to be established on this earth. I went to church the next day in the natural, went to church the first service. While I was preaching, I saw someone cup their right ear. After the service, they came up to me and they said, you're not gonna believe it, but my right ear was deaf and now it's open. In the next service, in the next service, what I saw Saturday night, all of a sudden Sunday morning, a leader comes up to me with a bucket of tithes. And the tithe, he pulls out a check and he goes, you're not gonna believe it. We just got the 40 grand that we just needed to finalize everything in the new building. <laughs> this is our, the question is, will you begin to practice in the supernatural in such a way that you'll, that you'll go to a place that you'll stop halfway? That you'll, 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 only, you, you'll only see a little bit but God is wooing us to a place. He wants to, he wants to, like a magnifying glass, peer into even greater things so that you can see the script of someone's life. So, for instance, last Sunday night, I was preaching at the CSU One event. And it's about 100 Christians that show up, and they do this twice a year. And I was preaching, and um, they introduced me. And you know, you, at the one event, you don't announce your church. They don't tell you where, where you're from and all that kind of stuff. And and so I started preaching and I started sharing, firstly, about all the testimonies that's happening in this house. And you gotta say, man, they look like terrified chickens. <laughs> Cancer being healed, people getting out of their wheelchairs. You know, uh, boots that were the bones that were broken and boots being torn off, and, and they're just looking at me like this. And you got, what you gotta understand is. Um, that day, I was praying for CSU all day, and I was praying for this event, and hours before the event, God gave me the name Stephanie. And I'm like, okay, God, what else? Show me, I don't wanna stop halfway. I want to cultivate, Lord, in the presence, hearing your voice and seeing what you wanna to do to flip the script for this, this, this girl's name, Stephanie. And God says, I won't do it until you step out. Okay. So halfway through the message, all of a sudden, halfway through the message, uh, I, I stop and I'm like, is there a Stephanie here? A massive hush comes over the crowd. Like people are like freaking out whether they should look to the right or, or, or to the left. <laughs> what is he doing? What's going on? No one raises their hand for like 30 seconds. And it's like the most awkward 30 seconds of our lives. And, but then all of a sudden, this, this girl, she just, She raises her hand, and so I stand up, stand up, Stephanie, stand up, Stephanie. This is what God showed me, and I didn't know what he showed me. (laughs) But as soon as I said it, I stepped over the line, and the download began, and I start to flip the script. She's weeping. She's crying. It was so beautiful, but see... God creates things visibly in the invisible. When God, has already crea- when God has creates, he's already created. Words are sounds, and sound is invisible, and spirit is invisible. And when the sound and the spirit combine, they create a visible substance. Thus we see in Hebrews 11, which says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things not seen. So our faith is able to flip the script by hearing from heaven and declaring a penetrating sound that accompanies with faith in the name of Jesus, in the presence of God, and all of a sudden, suddenly uh, subatomic particles begin to form. They begin to materialize in the air. That's why when you pray for someone's leg to grow out, all of a sudden their leg grows out. And you're astonished, you're going, "Wait, wait, wait, hold on. And if you're new in this place, you've never heard that, yes, it's real. Uh, many of us in this room have seen that just someone has back problems and they walk with a limp and then all of a sudden, man, their leg literally grows out and materializes in thin air. Why? Because God's word in his presence is creating a substance of hope that's allowing faith to have the ability to manifest in that moment. You need you need to understand that in the glory all things are possible. In the glory, God can do anything. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we ask or think. So it's not just the words, it's what we think. You can pray for someone with cancer, you can pray for someone with cancer, but if your thoughts are like this girl is never gonna be healed, this girl's just gonna go back to the hospital. This girl is just gonna be on her deathbed. If you're thinking while you're praying, it's not gonna happen, it says in James. But when your thoughts and what you are asking line up in faith, in the presence of God, that's when nothing is impossible. That's when you can articulate future and vision and the doors, man, I see it. Doors are opening, divine opportunities are taking place. God is shifting and moving. Come on, yesterday wasn't my season, but today is my season. Today is my hour. God has just erupted. And that's when we learn to praise God even though it has not happened. That's why when we come here, you're lifting your hands, not in, in, not in a defensive, oh God, I just need to praise. No, no, we come to church because we're on the victory side. We're on the winning side and we're on the place of offense and we're praising God. I, have, I don't see that new house, but I'm praising God for it. I don't see that new spouse, but I'm praising God for it. I'm gonna believe and the f- substance of my faith. You don't realize it, but it's starting to suddenly create. Suddenly create. And God has created a move of the Spirit in this well. And we as a body need to come together today and not allow our words to come into agreement with that that is not of God. To come into a place of throwing a wet blanket upon all the things that God wants to do in your life and in my life. You see, we're in a season that God is, he's, he's, he's looking for those that Jesus said, you're gonna do greater things. And it's a creative miracle. And guys, I mean, when we first moved here, someone had uh, really bad teeth pain, They're like, they, they had to get their back molars taken out and uh, they emailed us and you know, it's like I felt the presence of God in my kitchen come upon me and in that moment, I emailed the person, in the name of Jesus, your tooth is healed. Sent. Didn't think anything of it, but I felt it. I felt the weight of his glory, and in that glory, faith was dispersed. Angels on mission, assignment. Five minutes later, she emails back, you're going to not believe this. My tooth is healed. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why I'm doing that. But thoughts create, God wants to create. If I could have Dave up, that would be awesome. See, Creative Miracles, there's been services and revival, there's been stories that have been documented, real documentation, so this isn't just fake and made up. But uh, there's, been, um, there's been people that have lost 70 plus pounds in one moment, just disappears. Like, call me crazy, that's supernatural. That's a creative miracle. There's, there's people in services that are bald. And in a moment, they grow their hair back. Come on, let's put, let's put our hands toward these <laughs> mighty men of God. Creative miracle in Jesus' name. Why do I say this? And other, other things like gray hair turns black. Why do I say this? I say it to disrupt disrupt your thought of what true faith is, to push you beyond. Come on, get out. Get out of the nest. It's time to start believing it's, start, it's time to say, God, you've got a script for my life. And guess what? Even though you contend for that script, doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. We live in a broken world. I'm not up here preaching everything is gonna be perfect. That's not what I'm preaching. I'm preaching that whatever circumstance you're in, whatever the devil's trying to do, you have the ability to use faith to flip that script. You have the ability. Put your hands towards heaven. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every single heart in this room every single heart, Lord, in the overflow and online. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that faith erupts in this room. Lord, to begin to flip the script. Lord, that you did not desire us to be in debt. We're going to flip the script. Lord, you did not desire us to to remain dormant in a broken heart. We're about to flip the script. God, you did not not have us as a family to be broken and disunified, but Lord, we're about to flip the script. Lord, the circumstances in our lives, it starts by getting in your presence, it starts by soaking in the presence, it starts by fasting and praying and getting into that place of greater glory and allowing the the words and the declaration and the Father to speak and when you speak God, I'm going to speak and I'm going to see your promises prevail in Jesus name, come on, we, we mark this day on the calendar God, we write it in the notes of our phone, today something is changing our articulation, our vernacular this peculiar language that God wants us to start to empower the spirit realm, empower our lives and begin to allow the God in the beginning to be released and create your good, good plan for our lives in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, can we give God a shout of praise? Before we close with Pastor Rick, maybe you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Maybe you've been, you came with a friend or a family member and this is your moment. We wanna invite you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, as your God. We wanna invite you into a place of repenting. Repenting is just changing the way you think, turning your life around. Repenting and say, God, I just, confess. I, I just repent and I confess. Man, I've been, I've been doing it wrong. I've been living this life as a sinner and I, I need a Savior. I see what Jesus Christ did on the cross. 2,000 plus years ago, he died for my sin and my shame. Three days later, he rose again. I believe that he rose again, that he is alive, that stone's been rolled. I believe that he's in this room and that he's offering me the gift of salvation today. Maybe in the overflow, maybe online or in this room now, we wanna make sure that everybody has had the opportunity to give their life to Jesus. On the count of three, just lift up your hand and say, yes, boldly, Uh, yes, pastor, and please pray with me today. I want to receive Jesus. Christ this Jesus that you're talking about I want to receive him as my Lord on the count of three one two three that's you in this room everybody in this room we make sure everybody's had the opportunity online overflow there's pastors in there to pray for you awesome awesome. Well, Lord bless this house Lord may our faith erupt in such a way that the, the mountain we're facing the situation we're facing the season that we're in does not have to remain There is a change coming. There's a script that's about to be flipped. There's a new breath of God breathing into the void and the formlessness, Lord, and you are speaking and creating life and life abundantly in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said,